0: I was shine, but it wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky. Now I listen and laugh. Even almost got married. And for Pete, I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm. Cause he was an angel. One taught me love, one taught me patience, and one taught me pain. Now I'm so amazing to have loved Like
1: Listening to Open lines Radio. This is the Hobo Safe Camp virtual campfire. My name is Mark. I'll be your camp host for the day. Have a seat, get comfortable, warm up your cold, weary bones by the fire. Let's have some hobo stew. I don't know if maybe that means there's a boot in it. <laughs> it's alright, we're gonna get our protein somehow. How y'all doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. We've got a full day of Open Lines Radio today. If you're going to, if you're a live listener, get uh, put put your seatbelt on because we've we're gonna have some. It's gonna be a, a wild ride. I promise you. Actually, I don't promise you. <laughs> it's gonna be a ride. How about that? Um, what else? Did you all catch the uh, the Stained Path the other night? Holy shit, it was glitching out like crazy. It was actually really cool to listen to. It reminded me of, uh, it like, instantly was taken back to uh, being a kid driving across the desert at night and just the way, uh, you know, my parents listening to AM radio and being asleep in the back seat and, and the way that the signal would come and go as you drove through the Mojave desert. And oh man, it was the I, it was like it's, it was weird. It was like the the message was too strong, <laughs> or something for the technology. And there are all, there were also some uh, wildfires burning nearby that might that night there might have had something to do with the the signal, the internet connection. But uh, go go listen to that, The Sainted Path. Um, I think you will enjoy it. Um, also. Uh, Hannah's been bringing it pretty strong with the her her fireside chats and It's like I don't know where she pulls it from I don't know how she keeps coming up with material every day. It's it's Hard enough just doing it for a few minutes here at the beginning of this thing, but that's why we need more voices because Even when you can bring it every day, it's still an hour. So (laughs) we've got all these other hours, so we need to fill it with a whole bunch of other voices. So please consider adding your voice. Consider doing a weekly, hourly show and contributing, adding your voice to this. I don't... I think it started out as a a conversation, and it's just turning into a um, megaphone of humanity and even all the different opinions and thoughts and ideas that come across are they all respectfully blend into one another it's pretty amazing all the all the the, the the different walks of life and we want to add more walks of life we've got more walks of life coming we got more people coming we have a few in the works that are coming up um in the next couple of weeks you'll you'll see some new you'll hear some new voices you'll see some new programming but we want more so uh, give me a uh, send me a message at Art Bell is Dead on Instagram and let's get you out there. Um, also, if you if you don't want to, uh, if you're a little shy, you don't want to contribute your voice, but you do want to contribute to Open Lines Radio, there are ways to do that as well. Just go to artbellisdead.com. And there's a link to uh, our Patreon page where you can um, become a Patreon and become a supporter of Open Lines Radio, or you can just go to PayPal. There's a PayPal link there, too, to just make a straight donation, um, or paypal.me slash Open Lines. And everything that you donate goes to help make this get better so it's not so glitchy all the time. I don't know how much longer this computer is going to hold out, so... um, it's, it's already uh, it's seen better days, but I don't care. It works right now. It's putting us out there um, And that's great, but if you do want to donate I, I understand I've had a couple of people say that there were problems with the links. I believe the links have been fixed to both of those things so um, Yeah uh, do what you can also uh, What else? I think that's all. We got a, we got a bunch of cool stuff coming up this week. Not just today. We're gonna hear uh, some some new voices. You missed if if you've been wondering what happened to Sabat Shalom and, and missing it. That will be there tomorrow. You'll be able to hear uh, brother Doug and I tomorrow. Had a rearrange of some schedules, but we're still getting it out there. And I believe we'll probably hear Holly this week and Angie and all kinds of great stuff. So. Listen live on Mixler if you can. If you're listening now, hello. If uh, you are listening later, which is what most people do, and that's great. I'm glad the technology exists. That can have this. I, I. We can. We can do this in seemingly real time in all times. And uh, yeah, we're out there. Whatever. What, there are easy ways to listen to us. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. What? Pretty much any podcast app you use. Tune in radio. Just search for Open Lines Radio. There it is. SoundCloud. SoundCloud's cool because it's got all the different shows organized into playlists. So if you wanted to binge listen a particular show you like on Open Lines Radio, you can do that on SoundCloud. Just uh, follow Open li- or search for Open Lines Radio on Mixler, where Art, Be- Art Bell is dead. All right, let's do this. Let's do this thing. This is the virtual campfire. Episode 26 featuring Katya Belen. It originally aired April 16th, 2017. And she's a pretty amazing person. You should definitely uh, check her out after you finish listening to this and uh, see all the wonderful insights that she has to offer through the magic of Instagram. So uh, let's do this.
2: So let's talk to Katya.
1: She is so much better at saying these things than I can articulate. Katya Beaton is an intuitive counselor, Reiki master, an angel medium, among other things. You wouldn't believe what it took for us to actually connect. We dealt with power surges and dying computers and snowstorms affecting Wi-Fi, but we finally did it. We finally connected, and you're going to be glad that we did. Um, you can find Katya on Instagram. She's Angel Love Hub. And if what she says today resonates, and if you're digging her vibe, send her a direct message through Instagram and start down a new path to a happier you. You'll wonder why you didn't do it sooner. So put the Cosmic Tin Can Telephone up to your wide open ear and listen to the vibration of your own words spoken through someone else's voice. Katya, ramble on. I'm just a
0: rambling hobo i ramble all alone i'm just a rambling hobo i ramble all alone ain't got no one to love me no place to call my
2: home i am I had what you call a spontaneous um, spiritual awakening, and I know for some people it's it's different and it's it's, it's a long journey or with, with lots of other kinds of events coming in and out. But for me, it was a very definite moment, um, and it was triggered by um, quite a traumatic event that happened in my life. Um, so, I mean, I can give a date and, and almost probably a time when <laughs> when 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 something happened. Um,
1: so what 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 was going on like right before that moment? Like, were you? I guess maybe we should talk about where you are now like as as a spiritual being living in this human body um you do you feel like you're kind of getting the hang of it <laughs> like you like you have a, a grasp on on yourself as a whole
2: yes I do I definitely feel I am getting a hang of it and even when life is challenging or difficult or tricky I don't see it as that like each thing is a learning experience and each thing is even if it's a disaster it it was necessary and it takes me somewhere else so. Um, I live life um, very much like that now, where I everything and anything that happens I see as as, as positive in a way, as um, as part of my growth.
1: So what was it before that? What was it before that point? <laughs> what was what, what was going on with like? Was it just a lack of confidence maybe, or you just hadn't realized, or or allowed yourself to realize who you
2: were? I think what had happened was I had been confident as a child, but. Like many of us, we kind of lose that along the way through things that happen to us or things that are told to us. Or in my case, my personal story, like so many of my clients and so many people that I read about, was I was in quite a toxic, um, I would dare I say, emotionally abusive relationship. And what happened in that relationship is I put who I was aside and I lost my self confidence and I lost my sense of self and I lost my identity um so what was going on just before my spiritual awakening a, is I was actually engaged to someone in a relationship with someone that deep down deep down in myself I knew wasn't right and I knew I wasn't happy but because I'd lost all my self-confidence and my my ability or the, the belief that I could look after myself I kind of hung on to the relationship because I didn't trust that I could stand on my own two feet so you know what does the universe do when we we don't take action it takes action for us um and in my case it was kind of sudden. My, it, was my, it was actually my uh, ex-fiance's uh, birthday, and I gave him a card and a present, and he suddenly exploded that I hadn't re- written I love you in the card, for example, and he just basically called off the whole engagement, said he didn't want to have my children. The whole relationship was ended, and he said, this is it. It's final. It's over. He got dressed. He went out to his birthday lunch with his kids and just left me at home and said, that's it. It's done. And I just yeah. – in that moment, I just – I was so terrified, like – because I'd lost my self confidence and who I was, I literally fell to the ground. I, I literally fell, a collapse on my knees, sobbing, and I put my forehead on the carpet. And I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to cope? I am terrified. Like, I've got nowhere to go. Um, I stopped, I'd stopped my work in advertising at that point. So I didn't know what to do with the career or how I was just absolutely besides myself. And that's kind of when my spiritual awakening, as I call it, actually happened. It was in that moment that I, My my knees hit the ground. My forehead was on the carpet. The very first thing that happened was I kind of smelled the glue from the carpet. And we'd actually had um, um, floor-to-floor sort of plush carpeting done throughout the house. And the glue was still quite new and the carpet was brand new. And the first thing that happened at that moment was absolute gratitude. I was like, oh, my God, how lucky am I that when I eventually fell apart, I was able to do it in my bedroom, in a private space, and on a brand-new plush carpet. (laughs) Lucky am I. And that is the first thing that happened was this absolute overwhelming sense of gratitude that I could fall apart in such a peaceful way. And the second thing that happened was the air moved and I was surrounded by four beings. Now, we can call them angels. We can call them whatever. I visualize angels, but there was it was four. I could feel two in front of me and two behind me. And the air actually moved and I just knew in that moment, the second thing that happened was I am not alone. Like I suddenly felt very safe and very protected. And it was almost like the spirituality, the spiritual part of myself that kind of neglected for all those years. It was like suddenly back, boom, I, you're not alone. We've got this. And that was just, it, it, it was just such a feeling of comfort. And then the third thing that kind of happened in that moment um, well, let's call it an hour or two later. I don't even know how this happened But I must have obviously picked myself up from the ground made must have gone downstairs made a cup of tea and I was on my phone or on my computer I don't know what but suddenly I was led to this um, the Hay House uh, World Summit was going on at that time I think it was the 2015 one and I never even heard of Hay House hadn't heard of the summit didn't even know what it was anyway an hour later I was lying horizontal on my carpet in the lounge being guided through some meditation on meeting my higher self and the angels. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, this was all in the space of a couple of hours. You so know? like
1: before that couple of hours, like a couple of hours earlier, you, yeah. you didn't really like, recognized these angels that were surrounded you or have you always kind of felt them and just not really acknowledged them
2: as a child i've been super connected like i've actually i'm not, we're not going to talk about it in this in this conversation but i had a lot of very um intense spiritual experiences as a child and i grew up kind of religious but yeah throughout my teenage years my 20s and my 30s i had kind of neglected that part of myself so up until that point yeah as you say it the, the I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't really tapping into source energy or into my angels at all. I was living life kind of in the ego, but trying to do it all by myself and maybe throwing out a prayer every now and then when there was a crisis. Right. Um, yeah. So that was quite radical. It all kind of came back boom um, yeah. in that, which was kind of cool.
1: So so as right after that boom, that's kind of like the big bang to your, yeah. the rest of your life, you know, what, yeah. like, like what? how do you suddenly navigate that When what what did you what was like what were your next steps when when here a few hours before you knew that there was something missing but you didn't know exactly what it was and now all of a sudden here are here is this this sense of love surrounding you like where do you even go from there suddenly there are all these options open like how what what, what did you do like i guess i guess just continue your story because I want to know what happened okay. like next.
2: Okay, well, I carried on every day getting the freebies from Hay House and listened to all the talks. That that kind of was like became my support, um, and I started praying again. I just started actually praying. Like prayed when I woke up, prayed during the day, prayed before I went to bed. I just started praying and saying, "Help me, help me, help me." I don't know what to do. Um, so I guess the summit kind of um, really helped as well because they speak about self love and all sorts of really positive things that made me feel good. Um, and the praying helped me feel connected and I don't know if it was my prayers or what it was but my fiance suddenly came to me with an offer and he said listen, I know you don't really know what to do right now but here's some cash, why don't you take yourself off to India, I know you've always wanted to India why don't you go? So I was like okay cool, I'm doing it. So three weeks later I had planned a trip, bought an air ticket and went on a solo trip to India and spent three months in India um, so I guess you could say the spiritual awakening was pretty radical they- Yeah,
1: way radical <laughs>
2: The, this, the 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 angels made it possible for me to go and do what I needed to do, and I needed to go to India. And India is where I was taken on to the journey of where to next, because up until that point, I didn't really know where to next. Um, uh, I, I didn't know what to do to, to earn money or how to look after myself or what was going on. So I went to India, and um, I'd been in India. I mean, I started in Mumbai, and I went up north, and then I went down south, but on my journey up north i ended up in rishikesh and i ended up having a session with a very powerful healer called shri Amadoni. she does tarot and um she does intuitive counseling like i do as now as well and she's a an incredibly special and wise and beautiful woman and she helped me with the what next because i had actually never been to a session like that before so i didn't really know what to expect i kind of had these big eyes and i was like um <laughs> Just kind of surrendering to whatever she told me to do and like saying, well, do I do this? Do I do that? Am I doing it right? And whatever. But she basically, um, basically, the, the question of what do I do, she verified. And this is a little part that I actually have left out that's quite important about the what next But Is that one of my big problems in life, and, and, and all of us have it, is that when you realize that the career or the job you're in doesn't suit you, you're, well, what next? What do I do? And for the past two years, I've been battling that. What do I do if I'm not a copywriter and I'm not in advertising, which was my previous career? And I was looking in all these external places and looking for all these answers. And one day, I was suddenly sitting in front of my computer and this little folder, I had a small little folder on my desktop called Esoterics. And I opened up that folder and I, and I hadn't looked in it, looked at that folder for months. And in that folder was 15 years' worth of stuff that I'd collected, all about energy healing, Reiki, angels, crystals, all sorts of things about spiritual awakening. It was like my little secret folder that no one knew about, and I never spoke about it to anyone. And it was like suddenly it hit me, ah, there's the answer. That's what you need to be doing. You need to go and study the healing arts. That's it. That's your passion. So that saying of what you're looking for is generally right in front of you, um, really for me rings true because what I was meant to be doing is right in front of me on my computer all the time. <laughs> um,
1: That's crazy. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. And and then when I was speaking to that woman in Rishikesh, the healer, she said, Katya, you're a spiritual teacher and a healer. And I said, are you crazy? What? Um, and then I remember that folder that I'd opened and had that aha moment about. So she kind of verified that for me. And she gave me some guidelines about what I should maybe study or focus on um, and I was guided to Reiki initially, um, so I, I I I did a lot of Reiki and I became a Reiki master. And I started out giving Reiki sessions, and then I did um then I did crystal therapy, and then I did uh, my angel reading course. And I basically then became addicted to just learning. I spent a year doing every kind of course I could get my hands on. I just soaked it all up. So apart from traveling and 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 doing it through real experience, I did also use the books and the courses as well. And I just I just got taken on this wonderful journey, um, that I'm still on. Um, and that's kind of how it's all unfolded for me. That's
1: so cool. That's so cool. I, I, you, I mean, I, I want to go back to that moment quickly where you were sitting on the carpet, smelling the yeah. glue and, yeah. um, like you, you say before that you didn't have like you had maybe you had lost this confidence in the sense of self, but yeah. like right. Like, like, like you didn't mess around. Like as soon as that switch clicked, yeah. you trusted yourself. Yes. And so th- and so that confidence had to have always been there. It was just hi- hidden. Don't do you think? Or like, cause su- you have to have, have, have trust in yourself and confidence in yourself to just suddenly do what you did. And then to put in the work that you put into getting to where you are, you know, like you had to have, you have to trust. Where did that trust come from?
2: That trust, I think, if I think back on myself, I mean, at the age of 18, I left home and I got on a plane and I went overseas for six months, and actually six months became three years. So, from a young age, I guess I was always quite independent, and I had um, a kind of had an adventurous um, spirit. Um, so I, I think that confidence, I don't even, I don't even know where to say it came from. I mean, it's, I guess it's it's something I've always had. I don't know if it's because I'm an Aquarian or it's because <laughs> maybe I'm just crazy. Um, um,
1: or It was almost like, it was almost like being released from that relationship, like allowed you to tap into who you really were. Like, 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 uh, like I know you fell down crying and as soon as you hit, hit the ground, you were like, you were free and you were allowed to be yourself again. And then it was, bam, you like just took off with it.
2: I did. I did. And, and, and strangely enough, prior to that relationship, I'd had a few other relationships. And in retrospect, all my relationships were the same as that relationship, you know, different names, same person. Right. So obviously something I, – I, it, it's hard to explain, but something – I guess something broke, something shifted, something changed. But I, I like the way that you say something was – the real me was almost released. And Maybe that's what a spiritual awakening is. I mean, we all right. we all have our own unique experiences, but um, maybe it is just an, a, an unleashing of the true self, our true powerful selves that we all have and who we all are. Um, that does get buried under all sorts of uh, what do we call it? 3D stuff.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Well, the the huge message here is is to trust that that intuition. I mean, if you if you're unhappy, there's a reason you're unhappy you know and and it's, and it's usually because you're going against who you really are and who and you know it yeah and yeah. and yeah you're right it, it is that's it's almost like that you're you're free to be your own who you actually are and that's kind of a scary thing for most people so that's why you know i know a lot of people who they hit, they hit that moment and it's terrifying because everything they know they thought they knew is wrong and and but and it's hard to like say i was wrong and i think a lot of people hang on to who they are just because they don't want to look like they've they're a hypocrite or something but I, we're allowed to change our minds and and change who we are especially if it makes us you know brings us to happiness or brings us joy
2: absolutely and um there is something i actually haven't owned up to um Uh-oh. what what actually, <laughs> the ego the ego part of me, um, is that obviously the, the, the spiritual awakening part of me was just owning this whole new, new self. But the ego part of me was actually so embarrassed because I was in a relationship and I sat in a nice area and I had a nice car and my ex-fiance was what you would call reasonably well off. Um, my ego was suddenly like, oh my gosh, who am I without that address, without that car, without that, um, kind of financial backing, you know? Um, so there was that part of me as well that almost, I think, clung on longer, not in, consciously but unconsciously because those things felt, you know, according to society, we must have by a certain age have a certain amount of checkpoints that we've kind of attained, you know. And I would spend my whole life kind of getting to all these checkpoints. And now suddenly all those checkpoints were falling away. And my ego had a really tough time with it. And I actually didn't let anyone know that my relationship had ended for the first week that it had ended because I was too embarrassed. Yeah, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. Felt shame. Um, so, in between all of that, there was that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that and that's 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 and so how do you reconcile that? How I guess I guess just over time you learn that you know what's more important to you is being who you are rather than wearing that mask. But it's yeah. it's a really hard one to shake. I think that's kind of where most people are. They they're teetering on spiritual awakening and not wanting to let go of, I guess, status or yeah. that label.
2: Yeah. It, it is a tough one. I mean, I, I know I was there, but I tell you where the moment hit me was when I was in India with just a rucksack on my back traveling. You realize how little you need. I had two cheap skirts that I, co- I think cost me less than a dollar that I just recycled and hand washed every day and and, and a scarf. and Because, you know, you're traveling night, you're backpacking. I mean, I had hardly anything. Um, and it's amazing what you can survive on, and I think that's where I realized I don't need all those things, and I and I realized how I survived on so little, and, and how I had such a rich experience, and I think that for me is where I was able to just let it all go, um, literally just let it all go and realize that that is not, you know, that's you can be a little canary, a beautiful gilded cage, but you're still in a cage, you know, um, right. so yeah, India, India taught me that that you actually don't need a lot to do a lot. Um, so it was it was an interesting experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I think it, it, everybody has their own path that they take to get to that point of of awakening and that or realization or whatever you want to call it. But it's I it, I think it always just goes down go, falls back on on trusting yourself and trusting the universe. Um, I think that's kind of what we all have to come to to grips with, and you, you have to say, all right, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go along with it. Uh, that means I gotta let go of everything else to let the universe pull, D- do a little. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I, I I like. I don't know that. So I don't know if it what what you call it. If you call it God or or Source or whatever it is, whatever the higher power. Um, if, if you even believe in that, do you think the universe is like? Is there a plan, a specific plan for each of us that we're, we're pulled toward, or are there just like? The universe just presents all these potentials, and it's up to us to select where to go.
2: Well, first of all, I okay. First of all, I'll just start by saying that I personally do believe in God, and I call God Source or the Universe. So I use all of those different terms, but I do believe in a higher Creator um, of of everything, and I believe that each of us, as a soul, has a divine life purpose, and I think each of us is is, is is here for a reason of sorts. So I do think that there is a plan in the sense of our divinity and who we are and what we are able to bring and able to do, but we are given choice and free will. So that's that's how I see it. Um, and, and I think if I look at my own spiritual awakening and my own journey, me personally, I believe that nothing is random. That every person I've met, every turn I've taken, Every relationship I've had, even with my ex-fiance, I actually have got to the point where I have actually forgiven him, and I say thank you to him. Because without that relationship, I wouldn't have learned right. self-love. I had to get, you know, so even that relationship was part of my journey. Um, so I believe that, yeah, I, I really believe that everything is is ordered and, 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 and divine, there's a divine plan. I do very much so. Think
1: about wh- where you'd be right now if if you were still with that guy. You can't even do it, can you? You you can't even go. You don't even want to go back there to who, who you would be. Who would you be? Who would you be, Katya? Had you had that not happened and you'd still been with that guy?
2: Can I tell you right now what a lot of people don't know about me is I had rheumatoid arthritis, which is now in remission. Um, I would have been oh, wow. getting cortisone injections in my knees every week, like I was. Uh, my health was because I was um, not being true to myself and I was unhappy um my i i had arthritis all over my body my my celiac my gluten intolerance was kind of out of control i mean i was miserable i was i was bordering on depression i mean i don't even want it to. yeah oh, this can't
1: really. <laughs> we don't have to go there we don't have to go there but it's, sometimes it's good to think about because you can really appreciate where you are now you know oh,
2: absolutely absolutely and i just want to say to anyone out there if you've got rheumatoid arthritis or something i really believe don't ever put a label on yourself and think you're doomed for the rest of your life i promise you Nothing. I mean, I was told I'll have this for the rest of my life. You are messed, You will da da da. You're just gonna get worse and worse and worse. And all I can say is, wow. I mean, I am a completely different person today. And I, it's, it's like arthritis doesn't even exist in my life. So wow. Uh, so I'm just saying, when you change your life and you change your diet and you change your energy, your energy, it's amazing what happens in the body. And I think all of those things are our body screaming at us, saying something's not right. Um, that's my personal yeah. belief. In- I, I do
1: too. So, what would you say to somebody who is um, who has come about, who, who is at that point where you're teetering on that edge, where you have this internal spiritual awakening, but you still haven't quite let go of your, the label of your physical former self? What, what 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 do you do? What 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 advice would you give somebody?
2: So what, what you're saying is basically you've got one foot in 3D and one foot in 5D. Right.
1: Exactly. You... Exactly. And it's just like there's this, and and I, don't, I think there's a there are a lot of people who are just scared to leave their labels of the 3D labels behind to exist completely in in 5D. And, and you when like when you look back to who you would be still living in that 3D, you're like, oh, I can't even imagine that. But so many people stick with that. What would you say with, to somebody who's like? ready to explode.
2: I would say, I, I'm i a big believer in, because I didn't do it for so long, I, I do it so religiously now, is how do I feel? Ask yourself how you feel. And out of seven days in a week, if three or four or five or six of them, you're actually generally miserable, then you seriously have to ask yourself why you're allowing yourself to be miserable. Um, so, on the other hand as well, like maybe it's too radical to take that step and to go from where you are straight into spirituality. And, and maybe there needs to be a transition phase. I mean, maybe there's a way you can kind of try it out for a bit. You know, maybe, maybe go and do some yoga or go and do a meditation course. Um, tr- maybe just try things in different groups and, and put your energy there. And m- instead of having a hangover on a Saturday morning because you've been drinking in your old life till 2, 3 in the morning on a Friday – Go to bed early on a Friday, have a chilled night, and wake up early on a Saturday, and get your Saturdays back, and go go to a yoga class. You know, um, so you can make little changes like that, and those little yeah. changes end up being quite life changing.
1: You don't have to you don't have to do a big uh a big cannonball jump into the swimming pool like you did. You can dip your toes in for a minute, <laughs> and and uh, make sure it's because because you're right. It might be uh, it might be too too drastic.
2: No, um, and it can be little things like this, just your diet. Instead of just eating a whole lot of junk food and things that aren't good for you, just start bringing in some some healthier foods. You know that already raises your vibration. Um, so I think ultimately to simplify it, it's about raising your vibration because the spiritual awakening, the spiritual path is about feeling good and raising your vibration. So I would just say start with the little things that make you feel good, um, and, and raise your vibration. It's, it's food. Um, it's it's doing exercise. It's it's all those it's all the healthy, simple things, you know, um, that that become the big things.
1: Right. Right. It's and, and, and but I can hear people saying, oh, it's just so hard to fit it into my schedule. And oh, I would do this. It's just that's where a lot of people are, where they they, they want to. I want to do this. But there's all that excuse making. And I think what you're saying is you have to even if you don't go jumping in like you did right at the beginning, you have to at least trust yourself that if you're being drawn towards something, there's a reason. That's something that's lacking in your life and you should explore it a little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And for example, if you say, oh, but I don't have time to cook healthily. Well, you've got, you know, whether you're stopping to buy a burger or whether you're stopping to grab some apples at the end of the day, that is an excuse. You're right. Because, (laughs) well, put it this way, what I found, okay, I used to be a smoker. And I quit, obviously, when my spiritual journey started. Um, I think my, my spiritual awakening happened in the May, and I actually quit cigarettes one, once in that November. So I still carried on smoking while I was in India and all the rest of it. And, um, and I'd quit twice before, by the way, but I, due to stress and misery, I'd, I'd picked up the habit again. And, um, and, I, and where was I with this? Oh, where was I? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, what I realized, for example, was smoking. People say we don't have time. When I actually quit smoking properly and finally, I realized how much time I wasted of my life smoking. Um, and how much time I got back when I stopped smoking. I mean, it was crazy. Um, all those smoke breaks, you think, um, you're chilling, you're relaxing. I mean, there, right there is oodles amounts of time. Um, I gave up drinking alcohol as well. And I'm not saying everyone needs to be a teetotaler, but for me, for the, for the work I do, it was the right thing to do at the time. How much, how much of my life I spent, um, in, in not great company, um, or in bars or, or with friends just drinking. I mean, i it, just, I mean, so much time. So, so, like I'm saying, if you just take, if you drink three nights or four nights or five nights a week, and you just take one night where you don't, you've recouped some time for yourself. So people make excuses, but they don't want to acknowledge where they're actually throwing their energy. Um, and sometimes it just takes a little bit of a jig around, you know, and you'll be amazed how much extra time you've got, or how much time you've in watching TV. I mean, um, you know, it's it's about choice. Everything's choice, you know. Um. You know, you've got, you've got to be willing to put in a little bit of work, you know. <laughs> it's, this is going to
1: – okay, it's funny you mentioned angels. This is going to come out of left field all of, all of a sudden. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm getting little um, static uh, – uh, I don't even know what to call them – blips <laughs> as you're talking, and it almost feels like it's um, – so, something trying to get through and, and get a message to you uh, or, or, or or to me through you i, I want to know about uh the angels that you communicate with are, are you okay to talk about that or is that something that you you're private with
2: no i'm very happy to talk about that i love okay. the angels and I think the angels have been wanting me to shout out about them even more so
1: because <laughs> i i know I wanted to talk about spiritual awakening but i'm getting i'm getting the uh that this is what, what that we should talk about uh, them <laughs> they're like hey talk about us so so, can, can you describe th- them at all um, or is it do you have are there specifics or is it just kind of a, an energy a feeling that you can feel um, would you mind talking about how you do the work you do
2: yeah I think I'll I'll start with just I'll just start talking about the Claire's because I think uh, and the Claire's is um, there's four or five of them I think that just um, for those who don't know anything it might just help them but um, you know, we all have—all of us actually have spiritual gifts. We all have. Some of them are dormant. Some of them are awake. Some of us have, have many. Some of us have a few. But every single human being on this earth um, has a third eye and has spiritual awareness. Um, and if you clairvoyant, for example, you can see things. If you're clairaudient, you hear things. If you're um, sentient you feel things. Um, if you're clair—what's uh, the all note? cognizant, then you just kind of know things. So. um I, I happen to be kind of a little bit of, of all of them. Um, I see, hear, feel, know. Um, so in my experience, I've seen my angels, and I see them as at the corners of my eyes. I see I see movement and like shimmering lights. Um, and sometimes when I'm doing energy clearing work, and I'm working, say, with Archangel Michael, for example, and, and I, I'll see his blue, I'll see like a blue um, circle or a sort of, I don't know, like an orb almost. When I work with the angels, sometimes I see them as, if it's like Raphael, to be like a green orb. If it's um, if it's uh, Archangel Michael, it's sort of a per- for me it's more of a purple blue orb. So I see color, I see light, but mostly it's it's feeling. Like my skin, I get very hot when the angels come into a room, even if it's minus 10 degrees Celsius, I get very very hot and um, and I get goosebumps all over my skin. So that's when I know I'm you know sort of when when they're around. And also you mentioned static. That's quite interesting. Yes, my computer. Or my cell phone or whatever will, will, will definitely um, jump about just from the energy. And I actually often have to tell them just to tone it down because they're interrupting um, rapport or especially if I'm working with a client. Or, um, and then they do. They they, they listen. They, they do tone it down. So so that's how I experience, experience them. But I think as a child, when I was more connected and, and more as an adult now, I think for me personally, I'm very clear cognizant. So they pop images, ideas into my head. So if I say I'm talking to a client and, 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 and having an intuitive counseling session with them, I suddenly just know the whole story and stuff comes out of my mouth and I'm just the channel. So they kind of, I mean, that's not an experience of seeing something or feeling something. That's just something that kind of, that just flows through me. Um, I don't really know how to explain that. But as a child, when I was much younger and I connected with my angels as a child, I was going through a very rough time at home and I, I was quite desperate and I was lying in my bed and i said to the angels and i said to jesus at the time because i went to i was a presbyterian so that was the religion that we practiced if you are real and if you are there i need you to hold my hand now i need that i need that i really need that and i begged and i actually put my hand out and my hand was squeezed so from at the age of 8 i was 8 at the time it i think that's why i have such strong faith because i had an experience like that where i had the feeling experience so what i'm trying to let people know is that If you really ask, generally the angels or God or the universe will answer you, specifically the angels. And they always try and communicate with you in the best way that you know how. So for me personally, I love numbers and I do numerology and I work with numbers. So they know that I'm very attuned to numbers. So they will use the numbers to talk to me all the time. Somebody else who's not that attuned to numbers, who's more into nature and animals, the angels will use totem animals to talk to them. So they'll constantly be seeing certain animals or Certain insects all the time, and if you go look up those meanings, you'll like, oh oh right, that makes sense. Um, other people love music and listen to music all the time. So the angels will use songs and 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 the words of songs to to bring messages across. So it's also it's it's about find it's a bit of like a puzzle. You've got to kind of find your your language with spirit that fits you, and the angels will find what resonates with you, and they will talk to you in that way. If you are a very touchy kind of feely person, then I reckon that the angel would probably work with that. And you'd probably feel more on your skin. You'll feel the squeeze, the brushing on your skin. Um, so in my experience and working with people that have had similar so experiences, the, that yeah, whatever you resonate with, they'll talk to you in that way. Um if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, no, it does, and also like your experiences with them are very tactile. It's it's interesting to hear you talk about it because there are always these concrete things that you kind of have anchored, and I like uh, feeling the squeeze of the hand and 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 smelling the carpet and and there. I mean, that just kind of means you're you're in it, you're experiencing it. If you're remembering those things, you're really living in the moment. Um, what do you think the purpose of your angels? What, what are their purpose? Is it to help guide you? Because it seems like as you're communicating and you're working with clients and you're channeling, are, are they are they m- more, um, is, it, is it more about helping humanity um, and and you've learned, to sp- they, they, they come through you because you can speak through them or are they guiding you kind of specifically?
2: No, I think I, I, I view it the way I believe it and see it and the way I feel it and what I've been kind of told by them is I'm basically a tool. So they're using my human body to talk for them and to do their work. So I am literally just a vehicle. I see myself as a tool.
1: So the, the angels aren't the tool. You're the tool.
2: Um. Yeah, They're because they're using my voice and they're using my body. Um, for example, I, I, I studied psychology at, at, when I was much younger. I didn't pursue that as a career, but I did. So I've always been a natural counselor. And I feel that my purpose is 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 counseling. I'm very strong at that, and that is, is something. It's a it's a passion of mine, and it's it's a gift that I have. So the angels are using me to do that work. Someone else has got a different gift, and the angel will use them to do that. So I think because the angels don't have a body, they're not embodied. They're just energy. It's kind of teamwork. I need their energy, and I need their goodness, and I need their light, and they need my body. So it's 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 team effort. It's 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 working together to do. The divines work. That's how I see it.
1: The, you're both tools for each other. Yes, M- n- Not in the negative sense.
2: No, not in the negative <laughs> sense.
1: You're, you're both tools.
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> Although some um. people, I think, from oh, my, my old life, do think I'm a tool. I mean, a lot of people don't, <laughs> actually, they don't understand this work, and they think I've completely lost the plot, but there you go. Oh.
1: <laughs> Oh no, it's it's awesome. No, I love that. I love that cuz I think a lot of people and, and and rightly so especially early on in in your spiritual journey and awakening and the or the process of it um you you do kind of rely come to rely on on angels or uh, you know energy um to pull yourself through but once you get to that certain point suddenly you find that um you're 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 more their tool than than they're they're helping you. Your their their word is suddenly coming through you through you, and it's helping yeah. people.
2: Yes,
1: and they're getting through to other people.
2: And helping seems to be the key word. You know, um, that's it's, it's about reaching out. It's about being there for each other. It's it is it's, it's 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 helping us all raise each other up, bring each other up. You know, if if I've walked a certain path and I can love to you know hand, give a hand to someone, help pull them up that's what the angels were seems to be I mean they've been there to pull me up when I needed a hand up and they're helping me do the same and it's kind of like you pay it forward you know so right. uh, as I go along my spiritual path and I meet other healers and other people uh, I mean we all seem to have that in common we're all kind of reaching out to each other and to others um, that's that's kind of what it's about it's community it's connecting it's healing it's helping um, it's kind of cool.
0: When my ramblin' days are over and my gambling days are through
1: when my ramblin' days are over and my gambling days are through. If you tell me that you love me, I'll be coming back to
0: you.